Blog Talk Radio. On tonight's episode of Confession, <laughs> we will be discussing Tyra Banks versus Winnie Harlow, how Taylor got consumers to pay $600 for a pair of shoes, and it's 2018. Why are people still flipping out over gay athletes? What's good, guys? This is your host, Angel Andrina. And I'm your host, John Othello, and you are listening to the one and the only Confession Session. What? Yeah, 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 yeah. Show the bounce, baby. Show the bounce, baby. Show the bounce, show the bounce, show the bounce. Show the bounce. Do you remember that shit? Show the bounce. You know that shit from high school when they used to do that little yeah. show, that little shit. <laughs> bounce, 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 look bounce, bounce. Yeah, I remember. Nigga, look at the man. Don't say okay. looking ugly. Looking ugly. Because I was still doing the show the bounce, okay? I don't even go there. <laughs> I mean, I can do, I can do it too. I, like, I can still do it too, but I'm just saying, like it's a stupid dance. You don't think so? <laughs> shoulder bounce, it, shoulder bounce. You should see my shoulder right now. You looked at my shoulder and saw it. You wouldn't think it was a stupid dance. You'd be like, "Oh, girl, you better go ahead and get it with that shoulder." That's all I'm saying. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, are you doing hit it with the shoulder, or are you doing a dance that I'm thinking of? The dance that I'm just going to show the bounce. In the fucking cafeteria. Do you remember that shit? I'm no, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> no, I'm doing a hit it with that shoulder. Not the, not the two boat bouncing both shoulders. No, not the old yeah. school, old school dance. Okay. You're funny. <laughs> You're hilarious. Okay. Anyways, Jen Othello, how have you been doing? How has your week been? You are that much closer to finishing up. What's going on with you? Um, more stress. More stress, but you know, I'm getting through it. You know, my holiday party's yes. on the 16th. Looking forward to that. Well, me and my, you know, my fiance. Um, I, what? Yo, who? Yo, who? Nigga. Act like you don't know. Um, I'm never talking about Michelle. I know, but they don't know. <laughs> I guess it's time. Why not? Why not? But you all, I'm yes. engaged. He's yeah, I've been engaged. Like, but, but, um, yes. but, yeah. Um, we having our annual holiday party. It's to be what our fourth year doing it together on the 16th. But yeah, we're really excited. It's, it'll be a chance to break. It's always a good time because you know it's like always good vibes. It's never like any drama. It's like you know we know a lot of people, so it's like you know everybody, like our close friends, also just cool people that we vibe with, family. You know what I'm saying? And you know, everybody looked really good, and they just let their hair down, like, one night. Like, uh, some of my friends call it, like, the adult prom, which is psycho. Because, like, motherfuckers realize you planning for that shit. Like, I'm about to go get this outfit. I'm about to go do this. Because it's, like, it, it sounds dramatic because it's only, like, every fun. year. Max, yeah, and that was lit. It's, like, max, like, 60 people. But I swear, like, everybody just be so excited to, like, see each other and see what everybody got on. And just like every year, and we've been doing this shit for, I well, I've been doing it by myself. It'll be 
in total six years, but me and Chris have been doing it together. This will be four years for us. So, yeah, like, it's... Mm-hmm. it's do you guys have themes? You said what? Do you guys have, like, different themes that you do? Or? Yeah, well, this year it's going to be... Um, and, I, I mean, I'm sure, like, the people that are going don't even listen to the podcast. So, But this year it's, like, everything is love. <laughs> it's, like, a surprise. It's a surprise engagement party. Um, so, like, yeah. we tell people about the party, and then we're just going to be like, yeah, it's actually our engagement party slash holiday party. But, um, but yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Lots of bread, lots of deliciousness. Okay. You know. <laughs> I, I really that wish that y'all could make it. Oh, my gosh. Like, I keep telling you, y'all still have not been to We are known for, for our party. So, it's just like, because it's always a good time. And then, like, we are just really dramatic people, so, you know, our friends match the fly. They make sure, like, okay, I'm good to go to Jen and Chris party, so I got to I gotta go off. I got to go get me a fresh outfit. I got to go do this. I got to go do Like, it's, like, a big deal, especially the holiday party, especially the holiday party. Like, it's a real-life big deal. So I'm excited for that, and that's going to help me, be. you know, get past, you know, the stress of my life, you know, right now, this damn class. But, you know, it's over in Only March. two more months. Two more months. So I'm just going to yeah. keep pushing. That's it. What's going on with you, Miss Angel Vandrina? Nothing much. Um, I start my new job tomorrow, so I'm super excited about that. Friday was very interesting. Um, I got a whole lot of love. Everybody kept coming by. And people were just like, oh, I'm impressed because so many people came to your outing. Pretty much I had to, like, to go, um, like, lunch. And so many people showed up. It was absolutely reckless. I got a photo. Um, and it was, like, more people that had, that had ever showed up at any to-go, you know, party or lunching or dinner or whatever they have. Um, so I was really happy about that. But you all know I have a, a very outgoing, loud personality, and my personality on here is almost the same at work except, you know, I have to curve and use certain words, you know, that I wouldn't use on the show. But, yeah, shit, I mean, I'm Angel. That's just who I am, and everybody loves me and my personality. So, so many people showed up, and I was really happy about that. But, yep, trying to move on. Time to move on. So, I'm definitely looking forward to my. You up there being the ratchet accountant. I said, you up there being the ratchet accountant. (laughs) I'm not. I'm going to bring my. Straight calculated. Well, you can only afford this this month. Okay. What? Oh my goodness! No way! No way! I'm gonna bring my professionalism to the new position, and then you know, slowly but surely, you know, I'll, my outgoing personality will show. But you know, the first few weeks it's gonna be a lot of I'm sure training and stuff like that. So I'm not gonna go in, you know, showing everybody who Angel really is. I'm really reserved when you don't know me. I feel like a lot of people are reserved when you don't really know them like that. But then they're really outspoken and outgoing as you get to know them more. Which is actually um, an interesting, in, which is interesting to say because me and my husband we went grocery shopping yesterday at Meyer in this Puerto Rican. He came up to us. He first he asked, he was like, "Are those your real eyes?" You know, talking about my my gray eyes, and I was just you know talking to and talking to him, and then he just started talking about all of this random stuff, talking about his sister and twins, and it was just like we sat in that damn grocery store and out too talking for 20 minutes, okay, and it ended with him giving Sam his phone number. And it was just bizarre. Like, it's like, wow, okay, you meet people for a certain reason. But this kid was very, very outgoing. And, you know, me and my husband, we talked about him 
all the way home, and he still brought him up again today. Like, you know, it was really weird that he is sat. Like, why did he talk to us out of everybody? You know, I don't know. It was really crazy. But yeah. it was a really good conversation, and he seemed like a positive individual. So, um, yeah. so we'll see, you know, what his connections, where his connections can help us out and how we can help him um, right, in the right. future. Well, and I'll discuss that more. Is he a young guy? Is he a young guy? Yeah, he was younger. young. Yeah, he was he was. Yeah, he was. I, I, he looked younger. Um, he had really nice hair, and he was younger. And um, yeah, he was just talking about how he. Used to, so ugly, not I don't know. His hair was just really nice. It was just nice. I don't know. It was just like, why is your hair like on fleek like that? His eyebrows was too. I was like, you know, Sam. I think he came to have a conversation with us because he wanted to know where I got my eyebrows done, and he just didn't say anything. And you know, I was just joking around, but um, I had just got my eyebrows done yesterday. And so I'm like, you know, my eyebrows on fleek kids is too. They can be filled in a little, you know, but uh, whatever, you know. So it, it was an interesting conversation. We just talked about where he worked and how he's now like an entrepreneur and how people, they don't like working, you know, um, using their hands. They just think that they can get everywhere with their looks and stuff like that. So it was it was crazy. And how he um, met this billionaire or whatever who um, who he wanted to – learn how he made his first, you know, million dollars and he was persistent with calling him three times a day for eight weeks, you know, and I'm like, wow, that's consistent. And he was just like, absolutely. I wanted to know, I wanted to, you know, know what he did and now he works underneath him as an entrepreneur. So I was just like, okay, well, that's, that's dope. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, let's, let's get your contact. He's actually talking about stocks and different things like that. So it was, it was interesting. But anyways, yeah. guys. Now, I, I just want to say a couple of things, and let me get into the show. I feel like as far as cause you said something about, like, you know, people, a lot of times people aren't social, I feel like that's just, like, a person's natural being. Like, I feel like me, I, like, I am shy. People always, when they first meet me, think I'm, like, the shyest motherfucker ever. And it's just, like, I really like being by myself. I really don't <laughs> like talking to people unless I'm, like, close to that person. You know what I'm saying? And then unless I'm, like, in the element where I, like, have control or, you know what I'm saying, or if I am real life want to have a conversation, then that's when I'll sit and talk. But I don't mind, like, sitting and being quiet. Like, I actually, I prefer it. Like, me and, like, Chris, we go out, like, all the time, and I just, and motherfuckers, they'll come up to us. Because, you know, we look like, me and Chris, we don't, Sometimes people can tell that we're in a relationship, and sometimes people just assume that we like friends or I don't know, like okay. related. But um, you know, and so they'll just come and talk. And like Chris is the one that's more social, and I just be like, why the fuck are you over here? Like, just let me see, <laughs> let me breathe. I just all day, all day, every day. I just want to just have time. You know what I'm saying? So. And then I would say, like, as far as with this kid, because he sounds like a young guy or whatever, um, I just feel like that's, like, where we're from. And it's like, because I actually, I actually met somebody today that's from, you know. I, it, it, it's like, I meet motherfuckers all the time in North Carolina from Milwaukee, and they always be lit. That's the, that's the something about us, child. Once we get out that city, honey, we make yes. it. Like, we make it. Like, yes. I have not met a motherfucker down here from Milwaukee that was a bump, like, period. Like, like it's a real, like we hustle, we grind. Like, once we get out the city, and we so proud of where we from, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's it's just weird. Like, whenever I meet people from Milwaukee, it's just like, I hear something, and I'll be like, where are you from? And then they'll be like, 
oh my god, me right? That sounds familiar. Stopping up, like <laughs> you know what I'm saying, and like, and it's like once in a while, but I swear every time it's always a motherfucker that's lit. Like literally every time they always be on their shit, be bosses, like you know what I'm saying, do what they do. But um, but no, like um, what was I? I didn't, I didn't miss the whole point. Oh, but I would say a lot of times, like, when you're outside, like, where we're from, we're more, like, anti because we, like, feel like people have, like, bad intentions. But in other places, that shit really happens. Like, you can, like, down here, you can really meet somebody in the grocery store and be like, damn, bitch, I fuck with you. I like your vibe. And not on no, like, sexual shit, like, not on none of that. It's just, like, right, right, even exactly. vibe, like, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, recently I met, you know what I'm saying, I went to Chris like Chris's best friend uh, we went to like their Halloween party actually that was the night that we got engaged just like a couple months back and uh, we met this girl there and we was just like oh my god like she's everything like she's literally like you know what I'm saying and you just like and we invite her, and she comes to holiday party. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and we just kept in touch. It's just sometimes you just, like, we're, yeah. like, just follow people. And you be like, damn, like, I don't I don't know you, but, like, I feel like one day you're going to be, like, a really good friend. Like, you, you know, you just really fuck with motherfuckers. And I feel like in other places, people are open to it, especially when you know, like, someone's coming from a good, genuine place, and they're not trying to abuse nothing. So yeah. that's what you would think. That can also be like God just put you in this in this man's life. It's I agree. He, he sounds like a he sounds like a kid. Like you know, what I'm saying put it in this young man's life to show you like this is this is where where you could be at. Like you know, what I'm saying because y'all know mm-hmm. y'all stuff, but y'all really are on top of y'all shit, especially where we from. Like y'all really are doing it. Like you know, what I'm saying so he she could look to y'all for inspiration. You know what I'm saying? So that's what it could mm-hmm. be ultimately. But I said, yeah, take him in. You know what I'm saying? Make sure he ain't on no fuck shit. And he definitely could be, you know, right. your little brother every every now and then you turn in and talk to. But, yeah, but we can get into the show. All right. <laughs> All right, y'all. Well, before we get into the show, don't forget to check us out on Instagram, YouTube, SoundCloud, Anchor, and, of course, this podcast from Blog Talk. Send us those confessions at confession the number two us at gmail.com. Don't forget to like, comment, rate, and subscribe. And also make sure that you guys tag us in that drama. Jen, why don't you go ahead and hit them with that confession question of the day after the sparkle? Confession question. Confession question. They say money is the root of all evil. So is it important to you to have money or be happy? Again, they say money is the root of all evil. So is it important to you to have money or to be happy? Let's get into those confessionals with Angel Vandrina. All right, y'all. Okay, guys. So according to the shade room, I cannot stop laughing at this story, roommate. A few social media influencers got tricked into paying $200, $400, and even $600 for a pair of Payless shoes all because they thought that they were buying them from a fake pop-up luxury store. The discount store retailer set up an extravagant pop-up shop right between other high-end high end, high end um, shops in Santa Monica, 3rd Street, um, pretty much that area, and invited customers and social media influencers to get their first dibs on their offering, according to at CBLSA, um, excuse me, CBSLA. Um, what makes the gag even funnier is that the fake store was named Police. Okay, not Payless, but Police. I couldn't. I could tell that they were made with high quality materials. Said a man holding a pair of black high top lace up sneakers with white with white sales 
um, what is it? Does it say white sales? Yes, it does. Oh, excuse me, white souls. This is a little bit small, so, you know, I'm just struggling because I'm blind. Um, not knowing that most of the shoes only cost between 20 and $40. One woman picked up a pair of black pumps with a floral print and said these were elegant and sophisticated. Clearly, the difference was in the branding, from the name to the location. The space, the pop-up was, hit, was hidden, was modern, with plush blue seats and a lit-up display showcase that pretty much showed the shoes. Center of the store featured a rom- pretty much like a, a Roman statue, and the shoppers were waited on by young, nicely dressed employees. Police made three thousand in sales in just three hours. The experiment was set up by DCX Growth Accelerator and Payless Chief Creative Officer Doug Cameron. Believed it was a success. Well, we conducted. Um, we conducted and concluded that branding is pretty strong. Is a pretty strong faith. If it's able to get people to pay 18 times the price they normally would pay, Cameron said. The shoppers they did indeed get their money back, but were allowed to keep the shoes also. Payless says that it plans to use the footage from the event for their upcoming sales. What do you think about this, Jen? I mean, that's deep to me. But I feel like I, it's, it's definitely true. I don't true. think so. Like, it just shows where we are at as a, as a society. I feel like a lot of times people are really into labels and what they feel like is expensive. And no matter the quality, mm-hmm. they don't really know too much. They're not used to being, you know, they're, they're not used to knowing, like, luxury, knowing quality and being like, okay, yeah, these shoes, you can tell, are handmade because of blah, 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 so, so, whatever. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just. They look at the price tag because I admit I am like that. You know what I'm saying? I mean, of course I'm not buying expensive shit, but when I see that something's really expensive, I'm like, okay, that's actually, you know, in the back of my mind, I'm like, oh, this actually looks better to me than something that is like half the price, even though it's like the same shit. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. What do you think? Well, personally, I thought it, I thought it was interesting. Um, like, like they said, everything has to do with the branding and the location. You know, so. That it is very important how you brand your items and where it's located at. But for somebody to sit up there, you know, and be like, "Oh, these shoes and the way they're laced, and so the soles, you know, everything is good to go. This shoe right here is sophisticated. It's elegant." Knowing that this damn shoe is really six dollars and you pay six hundred dollars for them, you know, that just really shows you that people they do need to do their research and don't just buy things because you know you think that they're expensive. You know, because you'll be sitting up there and ultimately, baby girl, you played yourself. Thankfully, they did, they were able to um, get their money back. And I felt like if they weren't and Payless, they, you know, made this statement, you know, hey, this is what's going on, they would have definitely hit a lawsuit on their hands because people, they find anything to sue for. You know, so it's good that they did allow people to keep their money. I feel like it was a great social experiment, and so Absolutely. people can really like, look at, you know, we are ridiculous when it comes to labels and when it comes to price. Like, you just want to say the fact Absolutely. that you spent $400 on some floral heels, like, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> when you probably have seen, a lot of times people, they overlook shit. Like, don't get me wrong, like, when I go to certain places, you know, it is a difference in quality, and you can tell, like, at, like yes. forever 20 like, you know what I'm saying? Like, for, like I, I don't like, for everybody, one, like, the women's is okay, but I definitely don't like the men's clothes because, to me, it just, it looks cheap. 
Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, no matter if, if we had a $400 label, I would be like, yeah, this shit's still whack as fuck compared to when you go <laughs> to a Zara or, you know what I'm saying, or I don't shop at H&M, but, you know, H&M or, or ASOS, where it's just like those prices, they're not high price, but they're a little higher than Forever 21, but it's like clearly like a better quality, you know what I'm saying? And it's like more trendy yeah. and it just, you know what I'm saying? It's like it just don't look as cheap. You know what I'm saying? But um, I think that the experiment was dope, and hopefully those influencers looked and was just like, damn, like, I'm doing the most. Like, it's okay to, you know, <laughs> sit here and buy some. Yeah, I mean, now and then, like, just to me, I've always thought that the plan was well, for pieces. You know, you don't got to sit here and have a whole label on label on label. Actually, that looks kind of whack as fuck. Like, you know what I'm saying? You just label down, especially with the same label on. Like, you just look kind of crazy, you know. Like, but it's just nice to have a nice shoe or or expensive jacket or expensive pair of jeans and everything. Like, you know what I'm saying? You just got to learn to, you know, I just always assumed that was the way to go. You know, one thing is yeah. expensive and everything else is, you know, cute but of quality. And then also, um, like, it, it was pop-up. It was a pop-up store. So I just feel like people, they should have, instead of going into the store, you know, yeah, hey, we got first dibs, but instead of going into it, look it up. Like, you don't just go into no damn store, you have your first dibs, and you just want to get ready and buy this expensive shit just to be like, yeah, you know, I bought, like you didn't say, a $400 pair of floral heels. Like, who's wearing floral heels that much? You know what I'm saying? So I feel like people, they should have just been doing a...
All right, our next topic. A gay man took to Twitter Saturday night and leveled some pretty strong accusations at NBA star Dwight Howard and his pastor, claiming in part that they conspired to kill him, all because they allegedly wanted to cover up a sexual relationship. The person who goes on, who goes by the name Marcin Elijah, series of what some were calling some pretty damning tweets, beginning with one that said his life was threatened after I was sexually harassed, threatened and manipulated by someone I respected, my ex-boyfriend, NBA player Dwight Howard, and his camp also catfished by his disrespectful ass pastor. The lengthy thread of tweets included purported audio proof of a conversation with Howard about him acknowledging a sexual relationship with Elijah. And while a person's sexual orientation isn't remotely newsworthy, that context was important to mention because, sorry, you guys, y'all know how I always do what the fuck I'm at. He's been threatened with death shit. <laughs> because Elijah also made a similar accusation on Twitter last year against rapper Playboy Cardi. As Boston reminded readers, those claims were allegedly discredited. Jason Collins, a former longtime NBA player who made news for announcing he was gay, said, Many other reactions across social media mocking the situation were outing themselves as transphobic and homophobic, which could be um, which could be, you got it, I 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 got it. Thank you. <laughs> Dwight Howard, meanwhile, made silent after the allegations made his name the top trending topic on Twitter for hours. Saturday night, for all the wrong reasons, the eight-time NBA player All-Star has been busy nursing a lingering gluteal injury that kept him sidelined for the first seven games of the season as forcing him to miss the last three games for the Washington Wizards, including the one Saturday night as Elijah accusations were going viral on social media. How ironic is that? This is Howard's first season with the Wizards after a 14-year career of excellence on the hard court. Conventional wisdom was that his addition to a playoff team that needed to shore up its defense was a match made in basketball heaven. But the season has thus far been a disappointing one. Um, for a group with multiple wow. all-star players wow. on its roster, what do you think, Ms. Angel Madrina? I think that's crazy. I think that's crazy. I feel like, first of all, you know, if somebody they wanna that that's their sexual preference, then okay, do you? But I I think you know once like your pastors start getting involved, phone calls are being recorded, people's lives are being threatened. That's when the line is being crossed. You know, at, at this age, Dwight Howard is a grown ass man. So if you if you wanna you know what I'm saying, say this and that and other, this is your the sexuality you choose to be. That's fine, but sitting up there and, and talking about killing somebody or whatever like that because because you being exposed is ridiculous. You know, it's really not that big of a deal. People are going to talk about you for a few days, and then they got to keep it moving because a new fucking story, something bigger than that, is going to come out. You know, so be who you are and be happy about it. You know what I'm saying? Who gives a fuck? But also, I, I, I'm sure that he may find it irritating as well for somebody else to expose him or, or tell his truth when he hasn't had an opportunity to do it himself, you know, but I also feel like the reason why, you know, that person exposed him like that is because of all the press that he had been receiving. So, you know, I feel like had the white just came out and was like, okay, this is what the situation is. Take it or leave it. And that's it. Then everybody was like, okay, motherfucker. Well, thanks for letting us know. 
and kept it moving. You know what I'm saying? But now that we is there's footage and audio and all of this, people are looking at him like, nigga, you crazy. Like, not only are you sitting up there and pretending to be somebody that you're not, but you're a psychopath. And why is your pastor calling people? What is going on? Why is your pastor involved? I'm confused. So that that's where I'm at right now with the whole situation. Honestly, I'm going to wake up tomorrow morning, and I'm not going to give a fuck about it. You know what I'm saying? So it's really not a big deal. But when I start hearing about the threats and stuff, it's like, okay, now, calm down. It, it's really not that serious. Jen, what are your thoughts? Um, I, I agree with you 100%. I really don't care, like, if this was a heterosexual <laughs> and a man was cheating or he found out, like, his or a woman found out that her NBA baller that she was in a committed relationship with was going to sex parties, motherfuckers would not be caring. It's only the fact of him allegedly being attracted to transgenders and to men is that this is a big situation. Um, That's not even a big deal. I don't like, wasn't, um... it's still shocking to people that people that, that men that are physically or come across as heterosexual men are gay, like it's just like, or or bisexual, or if it's somewhere on that spectrum, like I don't understand why that's still something that's shocking to people or something that people care about. I don't know, maybe because he's an NBA baller, you know what I'm saying? But if anything, I, I feel like it's just it's gonna end up with just the White House getting more to you. Now you about to have all the gays, all mm-hmm. the gays, all the girls in your in your DMs now, child, because they feel like okay, yeah. well, I got a chance. You're like, you know what I'm saying? But I, the thing is, I kind of believe it because the boy's ugly as fuck, so I'm just like, damn, like, you can do better. Like, you can realize that got you a bad, like, if you, because he's clearly into, like, that feminine, you know, or or transgender woman, so it's like, you can win and got, you know, bad bitch with a dick. Yeah. You can win and got, there's some beautiful transgenders out here. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it really is. Like, if you, I don't know if you, if, if you ever look, but I listen to, like, like um women on, like, podcasts and stuff like that. And, like, they realize are, it's some that are real life gorgeous. It's like, you got all that money and you fucking with a broke down. Like, that's the only thing. I'm, like, disappointed that you just fucking with this fucking, you know, basic oompa loompa looking ass motherfucker. Like, nigga, no. And then the thing is, it's like, also, I feel like he should have known that that was the route that he was going with this person. So the fact that you were even dealing with them, I mean, maybe he was, he told him something different. It was just like, he don't expose or maybe this, cause he's had a book out talking about like, um, like industry thoughts or something. So maybe he was like, someone in the industry that people thought were, was like low key and would keep secrets yeah. and shit like that. But you know what I'm saying? I but don't assume. Like, don't make an ass yeah, out of you assume. and me. You got Royce Reed signing start, the NDA. Why you ain't got this motherfucker signing no damn NDA? You got your baby mama signing <laughs> NDA saying she can't say your name in public, but you ain't got a fucking homosexual man who you feel like if you admitted that you were having sex with could ruin your career. You ain't got that motherfucker signing yeah. no NDA. Like, yeah, for real. But, I mean... At the end of the day, I, I really don't care. You know, I, I, you know, best wishes to Dwight Howard. You know, I, I don't know much about him besides him being Royce Reed's baby daddy. Um, 
you know, hopefully now he can speak his truth. I don't feel like this is going to be a detriment to his career. Motherfuckers just mm-hmm. had jokes about him because he's a six eleven bottom. So, so they just like, how can you be that tall, thick, and big? But that's more so what I got from it. Like, damn, you tall as fuck, and you taking dick. Like, how does that happen? How do you even know with your big ass? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that, that's just what that's what I got from it. But as far as like motherfuckers, really like, I'm not fucking with Dwight Howard because of it. Nobody cares. It's 2018. Real nice. Exactly. Like, I just listened to a whole exactly. podcast with Charlamagne talking about it. And and them comparing niggas that they would actually sleep with, like that's how far like we've come. And wait, Charlamagne was talking about dudes he would sleep with. Yeah, like they were. I mean, it was jokes. Like they were all joking. They weren't serious. But it was just like you know what I'm saying. So who who would you admit that you had sex with? You know what males you had? And they were just naming like these random old ass NBA players or whatever. Like, but it wasn't like okay. it was just to me. I took it as it was just lighting the mood and to show like. As that is not a big deal. Got like it, you don't gotta be so into your masculinity, and I and I fuck with it. Like you know, what I'm saying I, I feel like having voices like that is important. You know, what I'm saying having people like yeah. Charlamagne Tha Stones who are looked at as these hyper masculine men, be honest and be like, it's not that big of a fucking deal. If you take dick, you take dick. I just don't like men, but if that's what you like, whatever. You know, what I'm saying. Right. It, yeah. it, it really don't matter, you know. And I feel like a lot of times these guys that are closet cases it, and they do, you know, quote as a DL man and, you know, spreading these diseases or whatever, they can be real with themselves, you know what I'm saying, and and, and not be such a big situation. But right. that's it. That's it. All right, y'all. We're going to go ahead and move on to that very next topic. Okay, guys, so I have another topic from the shave room. So there may be some things that you didn't know regarding Trey Songz and Drake, but here it is. Trey Songz has been in the music industry for years now, and no doubt he has hella songs that are good and that still go hard today. I don't know about y'all, but I had no clue that Trey had an opportunity to sign Drake back in 2017, excuse me, 2007 and decided not to. Trey spilled the tea in an exclusive interview with Big Boy on Big Boy TV. Drake wanted to sign to me, but I couldn't do what he needed to be done um, for him. I saw his talent, he said. According to Hot New Hip Hop, Trey wasn't in the position to help Drake like he could today with his career. Trey told Big Boy that when he met Drake back in 2007, he was living in his manager's unfinished basement. This is what he stated. Um... This was likely back in 2007. Drake was not primarily focused on the songwriting process. Drake, uh, Trey Songz, as I said um, before, was living in an unfinished basement. His studio setup was pretty minimal. We're talking to mic output and a 14-inch laptop with a natural um, pretty much housing unit. Um, as the story goes, Drake comes in, in a sporting um, Montclair jacket with his replacement girl demo. Um, and he headed in hand, and Trey muttered to himself upon shaking Drake's hand, who's this light-skinned guy, he thought. In reality, it didn't take long for Drake to win him over. Trey ended up hopping on Drake's replacement girl um, a few months later in 2007 and have, been fan- and have many fans wondering when the two will collab again. 
Um, can you imagine if Drake would have signed to Trigger? Jim, what's the deal? Did Trigger make a mistake? Um, um, I don't, I don't think so. You know, I, I, like you said, if he wasn't in a position to sign him, then he wasn't in a position to sign him. And who knows? Mm-hmm. I feel like Drake being signed to a Trey song, who I don't feel like he would have had the same career, honestly. Yeah. You know, a lot yeah. of people talk about, you know, I met somebody once upon a time and, you know, should have, would have, could have. But you may not have been able to do for that person what somebody they truly you know what I'm saying? So what someone else can do, what they truly were meant to do, you know what I'm saying? Like ultimately bring that out of him like young money was able to. You may not you may not have the connections, you know, like people may not have wanna fuck with you, you're not getting money like that. It's no shame. It's no shame, but I just feel like a lot of times like it that shit happens for a reason. You know, I think yeah. ultimately by you just remaining this person's friend and being cool and every now and then, you know, in this circle, then that could have been beneficial to your career. But, I mean, clearly, like, <laughs> look where you're at. You know what I'm saying? Like, look where you are at. And I'm saying Drake is in a, yeah. not Drake, but, but Drake Song is in a bad predicament. It's just like, I, I can't see him having artists now. Like, right. who want to follow those footsteps? You know, it's, it's no yeah. shade, but it's like, like, who would want to be another Trey Song, honestly? You know? <laughs> so I'm being Absolutely. serious. Like, who, who would want to be another Trey Song? Like, you know, like, who would want to look to a Trey Song for advice? You know, like, I feel like he has been able to get himself to the middle and have somewhat of a of a career, a decent career. I'm not I'm not gonna do him. He has had a he has had longevity, but I feel like he's gotten in his way a lot in his own way a lot as well. Mm-hmm. You know, and motherfuckers that really matter is not trying to fuck with him. You know, so yeah. I agree. I mean, I guess if, I if it was was he asked the question or did he just bring the shit up like I could have signed Drake. Like, how did that come about? I'm not really sure um, how it came about. I'm, I'm thinking that the question had been asked. But ultimately, like you said, he wasn't in a position to sign him. He was living in an unfinished basement. You know what I'm saying? He only had a couple mics and, and you know, a 14-inch. Admitting that, I respect that he was, like, Absolutely. being truthful. Like, I was famous, I was talking, but, I, nigga, I was still broke. Like, how the fuck I'm signing somebody yeah. and. I'm not out here doing what the fuck I need to do. We're going to be broke together. Like, what really was T? Like, what's right, going exactly. on? Right, um, so, exactly. You know, I respect Exactly. We're we going to be broke together, nigga. Not trying. Because they, they say the same shit about, you know, <laughs> talk about, like, Lady Gaga, you know, all these huge artists that went on. But it's just like when they were with you or, you know, I signed this person or originally I had this person. It's like when they were with you, they were not reaching their full potential. You could not take them to that next level. So you just would have been holding on to talent. Like, like why? What about the shit have would have, could have when it didn't happen? You know? What did you think? Yeah, like, yeah, like I said, pretty much, you know. The fact that he did admit that, you know, I definitely respect it as well. Um, but, yeah, if you can sign the boy, you just can sign the boy. There's no reason to hold on to this talent when there's somebody else out there who could make him, who have made him and made him, you know, where he is right now. Drake is smart. So, you know, unlike a lot of the other people in Young Money, he read his contract. 
You know what I'm saying? He knew what he had to do. And then he ventured off and did his own shit. You know what I'm saying? When you have a lot of money, you're going to be an entrepreneur. You're going to do what the hell you got to do. And pretty much I felt like that's what he did with OVO Sounds and everything else. And, like, look who he is, you know. When people, they listen to music or, you know, if we were to compare who's better between the two, not as a, you know, like as they are as to be compared. But, you know, I'm sure a lot of people, they'd rather listen to Drake more than um, Trey songs. And it's not only because Drake music is, you know, it's, it's a lot popping, but it, the way the places is popping. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like he has a much wider audience, you know, and, and things yeah. like that. So, yeah. Huh? Oh, no, I'm listening. Oh, my bad. I thought you said something. Oh, yeah. Ultimately, I think that Trey songs he made a, a good choice by being honest with him and not trying to be like, yeah, let me sign you, let me give you this money, you know, because, like, like, nigga, I ain't got no money. You know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't got no money to give you. I'm making, trying to make money myself. You know, okay. so, yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much all I really have to say about that. But that was good. That was good that he was honest about that. And, y'all, with that being said, we're going to go ahead and move on to our very last topic of the evening. All right, y'all, last topic. And this is according to E. Winnie Harlow shared her side of the story, and now it's Tara Bates' turn. Back in May, the 24-year-old Victoria's Secret model didn't mince her feelings about Banks' decades-long modeling competition show, America's Next Top Model, while appearing on Watch What Happens Live with Andy Cohen. I really started modeling after the show because that really didn't do anything for my career, which is it doesn't do for any model's career realistically, she said at the time explaining that it was a respected photographer who had seen her photos online and asked to do a shoot with her that launched her into the industry. On the show, Cycle 21 in 2014, I thought that was going to be a career starter, but it was really like a reality TV show, she, she elaborated. That's not what I signed up for. Despite her feelings on the experience, Paulo expressed her gratitude. It was still a part of my history, and I'm really grateful for everything that I've done to get where I am. On Thursday night's show, Banks appeared alongside Megan Fox when the topic of Harlow's comments were brought up by a fan caller. What do you think about model Wendy Harlow claiming that America's Next Time Model does nothing for any model's career and is nothing but a reality television show that you were asked? Did she say that, Banks reacted? I discovered her on Instagram. Well, come on. I discovered her on Instagram, so and she's on the show. So what do you think that means, Banks retorted? Um, Banks kept her comments on the march to a minimum before expressing love for her love. I have nothing but love for my girls, and my girls come from so many walks of life and so much pain and so much hardship and so much joy. And a lot of the times when people express themselves in certain ways, there's a reason Supermodel continues. I respect her confidentiality and her life, but yeah. And she concluded, they're all my babies, even the ones that act out. They're still my babies. Okay. <clears throat> wow. So I think that was really good. And uh, <clears throat> I think that was really good that Tyra, Rank, Pank, <clears throat> Tyra Banks, she kept her composure um, despite being put on the spot like that. Because obviously she she wasn't aware. And she was like, she said that she was clearly put on the spot. She didn't even know what was going to get ready either. Um, I can't, I can't argue with Winnie. Is that her name? Winnie? Harlow, um, because I'm trying to figure out 
what does America's Next Top Model do for these women once, you know what I'm saying, once they win? I, I only person I even know is Eva, you know what I'm saying? And any of the other American Top Models, I haven't seen them do shit. And don't get me wrong, no, it's I not know, that I, I haven't seen them do shit. Yaya, Yaya the coaster. Yeah, but she was on the same season as Eva. And then Takara Jones, she's like popping. She was, I, don't, I feel like she was on the same season as Eva, too. So, like, maybe it was just like that season. Um, and then there's another girl who's like real life. She started on America's Next Time Model. And she's mm-hmm. real life, like a supermodel out here. And was like in commercials and everything. Um, and then Bree, too, the girl, the chick Bree. Um, I don't remember what season she was on, but um, no, she, she it was like the same shit with her, like she was real life out here doing it. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like it's just like with reality shows, is what you make of it. Um, especially like reality yeah. show, like American Model, where it's not like uh, it's not even though it's the same shit, it's the same formula, they're looking for drama, they want somebody that they can hate on the show. Um, but it's real life a prize, and it's just real life potential, like we see you. We, we see that you have the potential to be this, whatever. It's what you make of it, you know. And I feel like Wendy can't, you can't, you got to be realistic about your life, honey. You can't realize feel like that you being on Instagram was going to have you being a Victoria's Secret model. American Next Time Model has yeah. everything to that. Like, I didn't watch the season that she was on, but I know that Winnie Harlow was on America's Next Top Model. Like, I feel like that sort of solidifies you. I, don't, I feel like people don't look at you, like, as a as a joke. Like, it's like if you got this queen, this supermodel saying, like, oh, yeah, no, these these girls, in my opinion, this year is should be the industry's next big thing with the reality show. Even if the calls are slow at first, it's still it's some sort of stamp. It's this than a bitch busting open on Instagram. And and motherfuckers be like, Oh, okay, you can't like, you know what I'm saying? Like you're you're a beautiful woman, but I'm up, like, no. Bitch is not getting discovered to real life model from Instagram. You know what I'm saying? And right. I respect how Tower Bank handled it because she was just like, Really? She said that? Wow. Right, like, exactly. Me too. You know what I'm saying? Like she didn't get but too she messy, like, she that's like, stupid bitch. Before, what the before, fuck before, she you, before the show, I know with Khalifa is your nigga now. But before the show, honey, you were on Instagram. You're on Instagram. Oh, so what, wow. Like, like, okay, sorry. Like, I think I just realized that the, the winning you were referring to, I didn't know that we were talking about with Khalifa yeah. winning. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah she needs to get her shit together. She is a solid, like, she is a, a supermodel now. Like, she is, she's a beautiful girl. You know what I'm saying? Like, and she real life has, uh, legit career, but that started from America's Next Top Model. Mm-hmm. Like America's I definitely didn't know who she was before then. Exactly. Come on. Like, seriously? No. Like, and I feel like a lot of times these reality stars, because Cardi B has helped, Cardi B has helped reality stars, you know what I'm saying? Like, she has, you know what I'm saying, took their position to the next level, showing that, yeah, you can be. Now, even before Cardi B, I'll say NeNe Leakes. NeNe Leakes. It, it was just like, yeah, you can start for the reality show, but if you work your ass off enough, you can have a legit career doing something else other than yelling and screaming with bitches on television. But I feel like a lot of times they, 
act like it came out of nowhere. Like, no. You've been on this platform, even though people look at you as a joke initially, you having some sort of, you know, what's the word? Like some sort of like like notoriety. People know that who you are. It's from this show, so you gotta pay homage. You mm-hmm. like um, you gotta you gotta show love. Like you can't come on, you can't diss the queen. Tyra Banks, really? Like come on. Yeah, I agree. I agree, you guys. And with that being said, we're gonna go ahead and move on to our confession question of the day. Okay, guys, so our confession question of the day. They say money is the root of all evil. So is it more important to you to have money or to be happy? Jen, I'm sure at our broke sales right now, it would be more important for us to have money. But thinking in the future, if you have, you know, nice amount of money, you know, good job that you love, you know, somebody else is offering you a new position that pays, you know, $30,000 more than you get paid now. And, however, you know, it's a job that you're not really into or it's something that you don't really want to do. Would you leave a job that you love that you're getting paid decently for to make this more money and be in risk of being unhappy, doing something that you don't want to do? If I uh, leave a job I love, I wouldn't. No, I don't think I would leave before 30000 pay grade. But it's just like, but in reality, most of the time we work jobs that we don't love. You know what I'm saying? So, of course, I'm, a, I'm going to move with the paycheck, wherever the corner is. That's where I'm going. But, yeah, ultimately, if there was something I truly loved, if I was happy, you know what I'm saying, in life, in everything, then no. I, I would be okay with making, you know, what I make now and struggling a little bit if that means, you know, I'm good and not have to worry about all the extra shit, but that's just not reality. Like, that's just not what happens. So, of course, I want to make more money. What about you? Yeah, so I'm actually in this kind of dilemma right now where <clears throat> you all know I just got this new position. Well, I'm in a, another predicament where I'm, like, you know, being told about another position, a position that, you know, they're talking to me about makes, you know, uh, a whole lot more than – the even the even more, you know, from what I came from, and I'm like, damn, you know, do I want to be at this new position and possibly be happy with doing what I want to do, or do I want to be in this new, new position, you know what I'm saying, being ugly with, you know, very minimal room for growth, and it's a possibility that, you know, the pay can, um, can be, you know, uh, where I can get, you know, a decrease in pay based off, you know, the city, because, is a position with Milwaukee County. So that's so I'm like I'm like talking to my husband and he's like, you know, you should still do the whole interview process. Woo woo woo. And I just feel like, you know, because I know how I interview that I will be able to easily get the position. But, you know, it's like, okay, well do I leave this position that I just got, you know what I'm saying, for extra, you know, forty thousand dollars a year. You know what I'm saying? And my husband's like, Well yeah, you should And I'm like, Well I'm not gonna be happy you know what I'm saying? So I'm in a predicament now where it's like, okay, I don't I really want to do that. You haven't been at your new position long enough to even know if you're going to love the position. And I understand that. You thought $40,000 because you feel like you may love this position. I, I you know, as your brother, I'm going to have to be real. Take the, go, go with the check, okay? $40,000. Go with the check. 
<laughs> go with the check. That's life. Forty thousand dollars is life changing. That's life changing. It is. If I if I made forty thousand more, it is. But I feel like I feel like in a few months I can negotiate that money. I can negotiate a higher pay. You know, I feel like, and you know, I feel like the amount of money that I could be that I would be making getting from this position that may want to hire me, and I can make the same amount of money, and you know, a year and a half, just by and, and I can have a title as you know, like vice president or something like that, whereas. And this one position, it would just be, you know, like just straight, you know, general statements, you know, balancing out, you know, things from the, the company, the, the statements and shit like that. And it's just like, I don't really want to do that shit. I don't really want to be an accountant. Like I, the position I have, it is accounting, but it's also auditing too. And it's also like a newly created position within the company. And so if you think about it, newly created positions within a company that can help you, you know what I'm saying, really grow faster. I feel like it can help you, you know what I'm saying, you can, you will ultimately be the boss, you know what I'm saying, because you're the first person that's being trained in this position. Whereas, you know, if I go to a position that's already established, we already have people that's already trained in this position, well, where are you going? You're going to go up. You're going to get an increase in pay, but you also can get a decrease in pay as well based off of the city needs for, for Milwaukee County. I don't want to go with the check. And then be unhappy with what I'm doing. So that's that's where I'm at with my life right now. Okay. But I will let you guys know what happens, you know. Hopefully, you know, whatever's in God's plan, hopefully, you know, I don't get the damn job. But I am going to interview for it still, and we'll see what happens. But, yeah, guys, that's pretty much uh, it for the question of the day. And thank you, Jen. You sound like my husband. Go with the check. <laughs> um <laughs> Well, all right, you guys, we're going to go ahead and end the show this evening. Jen, is there anything that you'd like to confess your love for? I want to confess my love for, you know, I, I wouldn't even say real friends, but I would just say motherfuckers that really like just fuck with you and look out for you and push the shit in your mind that you may not even see sometimes. You know, or you do see, but you're just not realistic with yourself about being vague. But, you know, um, fuckers that you just be like, okay, you cool with, but they just realize, be like, okay, yeah, just look out. You know, like, realize, look out, pushing your perspective and, and let you know what it is. Like, I really respect a real-ass nigga at the end of the day. Sounds like you know my mentor. <laughs> like, a motherfucker that's just real and just, you know, that's put you on, put you on the light, put you on the tee. Like I, I that's what oh, I express yeah. my love. Just realness, motherfuckers. is just honest, and you know what I'm saying. And sometimes, like you got, sometimes you just gotta be checked, and you just gotta just be. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh yeah, you make oh, yeah. get what. You know, motherfucker, that's just bring it, bring it to you, and let you know what it is. Like that's what I express my love for. Mm-hmm. Real, it's real people. That's it. What you can yeah. your love to, Miss Angel? I want to confess my my love for my parents. Um, you know, every every day they watch my kids without without a, without a issue. You know, I go to work. You know, me and my husband both go to work five days a week. I have all these crazy ass hours. My parents, while I'm at work, my parents watch my kids. You know, my mom she was adamant on not having them go to daycares and stuff like that because you know she's nervous about that type of shit, but. Um, she watched my twins for me and my son. He goes to school. 
And I just and I don't pay her at all. You know, she she's never asked for a dime. I've offered, you know, her cash here and there. She don't want it. She won't, you know, on the weekends. Not only do they watch them on the weekdays, but then they, they get them on the weekends, too. Every other weekend, they have all three of my kids. I've been watching them five days a week. You know what I'm saying? So it's not a lot of people you can count on that will look out and be there for your family, for your kids like that. And, um, you know, I just appreciate them so much because it, people, they take things like that for granted. You know what I'm saying? And, my mom loves kids, and she she wants me to. She's sitting up there talking about have more babies. I won't have any more kids for a few for a couple more years. Yes, guys, I'm, I am having more kids. Um, <laughs> I know, Jen. Don't even go there with me. Um, no, no. Uh, if you want to jump, I ain't got to watch them. <laughs> ah, yes, you do, motherfucker. What you mean? Um, so, <laughs> but um, I'm the bougie ass uncle. Uncle Jen, I always think that's on kids. <laughs> He's so ugly. But I just want to confess my love for my parents. They're always there, literally. I mean, they come and buy. My mom, she wants to come. She came to my house and cleaned up and all of that stuff. But anyways, guys, that's pretty much it. Um, we're going to go ahead and end the show this evening. Thank you all so much for tuning in and listening to our show this evening. You all can expect to hear from us next Sunday, December 9th at the same time, 630 Central. 7.30 Eastern. We want to hear from you. So don't forget to like, comment, rate, and subscribe. Tag us in the drama and send us those confessions at confession, the number to us at gmail.com. This is your host, Angel Vandrina. And I'm your host, John Othello. And you are listening to Confessions. Show the bounce. Show the bounce. Hey, show the bounce. Hey, show the bounce. Hey. Good night, John. Okay. Ha, ha, ha.